Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We'll get back to your episode here in a second. But first, it's Ethan Skolnick from the Five Reasons Sports Network. And we want to tell you about another watch party that we're having with the host in our network. And that's going to be November 11th at Uncle Al's in Sunrise. Now, there are a couple of Uncle Al's. This is the one over at 10033 Sunset Strip. It's in the same shopping center as Doris Italian Market. We were there earlier for a Canes LSU watch party, and we know, we know, we know, we know, we know I'm doing that five times because we've lost all five times when we've had watch parties. But we are going to break the streak for Dolphins Packers in Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers. Well, okay, maybe not. But we're going to have a great time. We're going to have drink specials. We're going to have beer specials. We're going to have food specials. We're going to have giveaways of hats and T-shirts. I've also got some gift cards that have been burning a hole in my pocket. We're going to give out some of those also. So it's November 11th, Uncle Al's Sunrise 10033 Sunset Strip. We're going to start getting out there at about – three o'clock the game starts after four it's been moved from one to four o'clock so we're going to get out there starting at three come hang out with us we're going to be at the outside bar we'll also be inside a little bit too so come check it out uncle al sunrise november 11th with the five reasons sports network welcome to three yards per caddy a podcast covering the miami dolphins and the nfl now here's your host chris Alf and Simon. Miami has dolphins. And welcome to another episode of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. I have Simon Clancy here with me. I don't have Chris Kaufman. He is dealing with a family issue, but he might be around later on this week. Well, Simon. We have to be brief because you're about to board a plane. You were in New England yesterday for the big Rodgers versus Brady matchup. What was that experience like? It was good. Goat against goat. It was. Uh, it was fun. It was. Um, it was a shame that the uh, Packers ended up on the losing side, obviously. But uh, it was interesting being at Gillette. Interesting stadium. Was on the field afterwards in the locker room. Sp- spoke to Aaron Rodgers to Tremont Williams and Kevin King. Uh, yeah, it was good fun. I mean, you know. It's never good fun when the Patriots win, but generally it was an interesting experience. Yeah, I found it very, very interesting how the Packers kept losing every single defensive back they had in uniform throughout the game until they just had none. Yeah, I mean, they were down to, you know, losing Harkin Dix as well, and losing him, they traded him. But having uh, uh, Whitehead ejected from the game and Kevin King injured, and, and, and Tremont Williams said afterwards, it was, you know, it was do your job and last man standing kind of thing, the cliches that you'd expect. But um, that kind of helped, and you're playing guys out of there. Tremont Williams had to move to safety, and Josh Jackson was playing safety. And yeah, so it was a struggle for them. But, you know, they had them in a corner. The, pa- the, the Packers had them, you know, they were it was 17 all, but they were driving. Brady had completed seven straight incompletions, you know, and uh, then the, the fumble to start the fourth quarter when they were deep in Patriots' territory, and, you know, Second week running, I think, you know, a running back has 
you know, sort of giving the game away, really, because of the time Montgomery fumbled the week before against the Rams. And that's what I spoke to Rogers about afterwards and said how frustrating it was that, you know, these mistakes had happened because they're, they're really close to being, you know, to have beaten two of the best teams, you know, arguably the two best teams in the league. Yeah, and what I found really interesting is how the Patriots always seem to find a way somehow. Because I yeah. thought James White being active for the game, Sony Michelle not being active, and... Uh, Rob Gronkowski not being active for the game, I'd say, okay, you know, they're definitely at a disadvantage, but they'll find a way to get that short intermediate passing game going. And the running game, you know, they'll figure it out with James White. Well, they didn't. They figured it out with Cordell Patterson, who looked like the second coming of Herschel Walker all of a sudden. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? It, it, it does get a bit... It does get a bit sickening when you keep saying, oh, Belichick, what a genius he is for moving past him. <laughs> there was a tweet, actually, from somebody saying, you know, I can't believe the Raiders and whoever else Patterson played for. I can't believe they'd never tried to do it before. And Jack Del Rio was like, uh, actually, um, you know, so I, I, I do find that slightly sicker fancy is just uh, does annoy me. Yeah, well, all the, all the betters of, of the Green Bay Packers lost their game, but they could have bet the game on Bet the Asai, a great sponsor, Bet the Asai. Tell them about him. So you hear me bang on about this every week, but it is time for Bet DSI. They are our excellent sponsors. If you are a gambling person, I am not, but if you are, then these are the guys you need to go to. Why? Well, most people seem to bet online these days, and most people seem to bet on their phones, so they have an outstanding mobile interface. They've been in the game for 20 years, and pretty much they dominate the market because they are the best at what they do and they're going to offer you essentially free cash which you cannot grumble at so in the modern era in the modern day who is going to turn their nose up at free money i certainly wouldn't you certainly wouldn't and if you do then you are a moron and frankly you know my opinion about morons so get in the game these bet dsi boys they don't mess about you want to put a bet on you want to go down the track you want to bet on football you want to bet on the ncaa get your bets on now with the guys at bet dsi esports mma boxing i mean there's a great deontay wild against uh tyson fury coming up the premier league is back this weekend after the international break want a line on it they've got a line on it they'll get you a bet on it they even do like presidential stuff i bet they even do the oscars they've got everything so join today use the code code yards 101 that's yards y-a-r-d-s yards one zero one get in the game get paid today get free dollars for betting free dollars for betting a couple of weeks ago Florida State Miami if you put 100 pound on Miami to win and Miami lost you'd get your 100 dollars back I said 100 quid I'm English you get your 100 dollars back you don't even lose anything astonishing value betdsi.com they are the people to bet with well the Dolphins played a game and uh, I guess you could call it a game because they had they had 41 yards of offense in the second half. They Mate, went it was, it was 43 yards of offense in the second half, apparently. Oh, so I shortchanged don't, don't them. Forget, don't forget those extra two. Yes, I, I shortchanged them a little bit. Okay. After the game, Simon, uh, Simon I don't know if you watched the, the post-game press conference, but Adam Gase said, I was very unhappy, of course, with the offense performance. But there was two plays that I wish we had back that we should have completed, which was the long ball to Danny Amendola. And if that gets completed, that's a touchdown. Yeah. And the one that – that one, which the second one I do agree with, which is the one where – and he did it twice, where Jamal Adams blitzed off the corner and deflected the ball. Yeah, yeah. Kenya Drake could have caught it and walked right into the end zone. If they get those two touchdowns, then obviously it's a different game because that means that they scored 27 points. Mm. But what did you see from that offense that – was just so abysmal or were the Jets defense that that good 
Well, I would say that if, if my, if my um, aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. I don't think you can ever make the excuse that if this had happened, and this is the NFL, this is professional sport, shit happens, you know. Passes get intercepted, passes get tipped. You know, I just don't think you can make those excuses, you know. That, uh, you know, and I like Adam Gaze, as we know, but I just don't, you know, that to me, that doesn't wash. Um, in terms of what I saw, what I saw was a, a, a very much below average quarterback who's having to stand in for, uh, you know, a, a, a good quarterback. And what I thought was obvious as well is the, the total shutting down of the offense in terms of, um, you know, the, 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 it's clear that after the, the Houston debacle, um, the offense isn't wide open to Brock Osweiler anymore. And, uh, you know, Gaze can sit there and say that he knows the offense better than anybody, but actually he's not letting him run the offense because he doesn't trust him enough to do it. Um, and I thought it was interesting reading a couple of the journos, Omar Kelly and Armando Salguero afterwards saying that in the locker room, you know, whilst people appreciate Brock's leadership and how well he knows the team, he is holding them back. You know, and it, you know he had the miss with the, with the crossing pattern to Devontae Parker on first down. He obviously had the Danny Amendola miss. When he gets out of the pocket, it's a fucking tragedy. It's a great tragedy. I mean, he can't throw on the run. He can't. Uh, I mean, he's uh, just astonishing what he does outside of the pocket, really. Which is Especially, really odd because he made the best pass of the season of any quarterback when he hit Danny Amendola rolling out against the Detroit Lions. Do you remember yeah, that pass? Yeah, I just, um, I don't know. It just, uh, uh, and also, you know, giving Frank Gore 20 carries and Kenny Drake three carries, including none, no touches in the second half. And Gaze, again, did what Chris and I always talk about. He comes out and says, oh, the game went away. You're the fucking play caller. Bring Kenny Drake into the, you know. I just don't understand that. That makes no sense to me. Apparently, Frank Gore in against Leonard Williams, one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL, just made no sense. It was, it was one of the most insanely bad performances I've ever heard, I've ever seen. And it was that we were we were watching in Foxborough, and a friend of mine who I'm on a trip with here, um, he's a Jets fan, and just watching it together, it was the most inept performance, offensive performance by both teams. I don't think the Jets defensively are that good. You know, and the Zach Stirrup injury, the Zach Stirrup coming in and just whiffing on, you know, essentially three sacks. And it was just abject. It was so disgustingly bad. And I got a couple of friends, you know, there's four of us out here. And the other two are a Jaguars fan and a Patriots fan. And the Patriots fan was like, oh, I can't believe you have to sit through this every week. It's just torturous. And it, it was torturous. It's the worst Dolphins game I've seen in a long time. It was embarrassing. And the fact that one of our own players then checked out, I mean, that's just, that just sums it up, really. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that right now. But let me tell you about another great sponsor of ours, and that's BetQL. Want to get an edge over Vegas and the books? BetQL is available for download, and it's the only mobile app that puts all the important research you need to make smart bets in one place. With BetQL, you can easily access line movement to see how the lines have moved. This app gives you access to public betting trends in real time, so you can see which side the public favors. BetQL's powerful algorithm gives users value bets of the day based off of detailed recent and historical trends. You can also calculate your return on your picks and track them throughout the day. The best part of all is that you can download BetQL for free from your Apple or Android device. Head to BetQL.co to download the only app you need to outsmart Vegas. That's BetQL.co. BetQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. Uh, of course, the game had couldn't just go away, you know, 13-6 without no drama. It's the Miami Dolphins, so something is always going to happen or something's always going to be attached to it. And in this one, the way I'm told it, and you know how, how things go, it, the more the story gets told, it gets changed over and over again. I'm told that he was told to check in for TJ McDonald. 
in nickel, and he refused. And he refused because they were having Minka Fitzpatrick call all the coverages. Now, I think it's it's wrong for any player to refuse to enter a game when your coach is asking for it. But Adam Gay said that he spoke with Rashad Jones on Sunday night, and they all hashed they hashed it out. What did you make of that whole episode? Because it was just bizarre. I thought it was ugly. Uh, and, you know, uh, what I think is the, the worst thing is that it speaks to a culture. Um, we talk about culture a lot in the preseason. We talked about how these veteran players were going to come in and change the culture. And here's one of our, you know, our holdover veteran players. And I get that he's injured. I get that the shoulder, you know, playing with a torn labrum can't be easy. I mean, you know, I tweet my shoulder throwing the ball around in Chicago a couple of days ago. And I was like, icing my shoulder and I was out for two days. But, you know, it must, so it must be difficult playing safety in the NFL with, um, you know, with a torn label and having to wear a, you know, a, a proper strapping and a, you know, like a gun holster to, to play the game with. But you, uh, you can't trick yourself out of the game. You know, uh, you, you can't do it. And you can't trick yourself out of the game. And look, like you say, we don't know the, the full story. But if the story is the one that's been reported in that he didn't like the fact that Fitzpatrick was doing coverages and the fact that he was being, you know, taken out of the game so that Minka could play and that the Dolphins seemed to trust TJ McDonald more than the Shad. Well, you can't do that. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Tom Brady or you're the bottom of the roster, you know, the worst player in the NFL. You cannot do that. It's a team game. Your teammates are there expecting you to, to perform. And when you don't turn up, I think that's an ultimate shun to the players out there who are putting their lives on the line. And that's what they're doing each and every step. You can't do that. Now, if, they, if it's something different, then I'll take that back. But, you know, Rashad is one of our best players. He's a warrior. He's given everything for years. But I do find it it's ugly if that is what happened, that he checked himself out and refused to go back in because his feelings were hurt or whatever, that he wasn't out there. That to me is unconscionable. And I, I don't understand that. You know, he's had two big contracts with the Miami Dolphins and he should be doing what he's told. What I thought was interesting today was Coach Gay saying that, you know, Matt Burke has to communicate more with his players. Now, was, was the situation not communicated properly with him during the week? Is that the gist of what... Uh, Jones and Gay said last night it, when they had their meeting in Gay's office that, that the lack of communication through the week from Matt Burke and telling him that not only would he be out of the game, that TJ would stay in and that Minka would be calling coverages. Is, is that part of the issue? If so, then that's on Matt Burke's shoulders. So, uh, uh, but overall, I just don't think that you can have a trusted... Like, what, what examples does that set to, to Fitzpatrick, to Cornell Armstrong, to Cordray Chankersley, to, to any young player in the team, when one of your senior veterans, one of your Pro Bowl players, is checking himself out because he doesn't want to play because his feelings are hurt, I just don't – I'll never understand that. Yeah, what I found really, really odd is that you – they had video of him on the sidelines talking to the defensive backs, talking to defense alignment, talking to Frank Gore, talking to Kenyon Drake, like playing the leader role, but he checks himself out of the game. And everybody's just looking at him like – Dude, what are you doing standing around without your gloves on? Without it was interesting, hat? though, because a lot of the journalists were saying he is injured, then he wasn't injured, then he was injured, then he wasn't injured. Uh, so there is, I do get a sense of he said, she said, and the truth is somewhere in that gray area, which is a little bit of what we think, a little bit of what we don't know. You know, so I, I, and I, we probably won't ever get the full story, but I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. After the, you know, well, this morning, uh, Adam Gase was asked, uh, is he going to play next weekend or is he going to be under some type of disciplinary action? And he said, no, he's playing. He's playing this, this weekend. So it's the, Green Bay, it's the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, you need all the bodies out that you can get, you know, you're playing against the greatest quarterback of all time. So, you know, you need your yeah. pro bowl player out there. That's, that's a given really. But yeah, I mean, look, and it does make me wonder that 
the truth is out there, but I don't think we'll ever find out what it is. We can pontificate as much as we like, but ultimately I, I just don't know that we'll know what it is. And, you know, the sooner we can put this behind us, the better. But, you know, when it comes to speaking about culture and the culture of the team and, you know, this is the thing that we're going to fix more than anything. I think this is a black mark against, you know, an improvement of culture because a Pro Bowl player checking out because he's pissed off, that does not speak well of the culture. Yeah, especially not at four and four when you know that this game basically means the entire season because if you lose it, there's no hope. Yeah. And if you win it, you postpone the inevitable at least for another week and maybe another two or three weeks. Yeah. But yeah, there there was some news to come out of the game, and that was that we lost our we lost both of our tackles during the game. Tunsil did not return. Juwan James did return. Uh, Adam Gase said that. Well, after the game, Larry Tunsil was asked, and he said, oh, it's no big deal. It's just, you know, a bruise on my knee. You know, I should be fine, and I should play next week. Adam Gase was asked, and he said that, you know, he's still waiting for MRIs on both guys, but he expects both of them to play. Jawan James has a patellar tendon that he's playing through, and he also says that he's going to play. But what does it say that all year, when either one of these guys steps out, there is absolutely no hope behind either one of them? And it's not that there's no hope and that we have to cover up for whoever backs them up, but the team has no hope because the yeah. offense can't move an inch without either one of those guys on there. I think it speaks to the lack of decent talent at, at the tackle position, and, and that's part of a bigger discussion about the way that college football has moved towards predominantly passing offenses and high school football is essentially a lot of spread offenses. And so people just don't play the same way that we did five, ten years ago in terms of offense offensive lineman and therefore there's not enough good tackles guys on Ireland to go up against these defensive ends who 20 25 30 years ago were you know you know there's never been a you know Lawrence Taylor was a freak but Lawrence Taylor you know in terms of athletic ability is he as athletic as Von, you know and it was only Lawrence Taylor now it's JJ Watt and it's Von Miller and it's you know every guy you know it's Yannick Ngakwe it's Demarcus Lawrence, it's whoever, whoever, you know, it's never ending. You look at college football and the defensive ends are going to come out, you know, next, this year. You look at the Bozers and all those guys, it's, it's never ending. So you're competing against the elite athletes, you know, it used to be the receivers and the cornerbacks who were the elite athletes. Now all of a sudden the defensive ends are the guys that can run four, four forties and jump 40 inch, 40 inches. So I don't think it's a problem that's necessarily a Miami Dolphins problem. I think it's a league, league wide problem. But I do think that it's an absolute disaster when either Stirrup or Sam Young come into the game. What I didn't, what I found slightly uncomfortable yesterday was that, you know, we were leaving, Nick O'Leary was in the game quite a bit, and yet we were leaving Stirrup when he was in on an island. And we were thinking, what, why are you doing that for? Why, why is it like He's clearly struggling. He's clearly mm-hmm. whiffing and he bends at the waist and stuff. And, you know, he doesn't bend his knees and he doesn't get his base. His base isn't good and he's just slow. He's just, you know, he's a slow mover. And that, that to me was a surprise. And that, that, that's coaching. Again, that comes down to coaching. That's schematics. You don't see the New England Patriots doing that. Marcus Callan goes out of the game, you know, and the next man up comes out. Then, then a tight end comes in and covers up. Or, and that's how it works. They scheme towards weakness to cover that weakness to make sure that everything... And we don't do that. You know, we continue to do exactly the same thing. And we let a slow, you know, Brock is not quick of mind and quick of physical action. And we let a slow quarterback drop back into the pocket and set up and move his feet slowly and slowly, and boom, that down he goes. That doesn't, you know, hurry the tempo up. Let's get balls out quickly. Let's do, you know, let's do two-step drops, boom. You know, little screens, little, all these little things. And we don't seem to do it, especially when these guys are out of the game. And that comes to coaching. And I do think 
it comes back to Adam Gaze being the play caller and the head coach and trying to do everything else. And I, I, I would be, he won't do it, but I would be intrigued to see what would happen to the team overall if he took his hands off play calling and Doar Loggins called the plays. Because I think it would be better overall for the team. And yeah, I get that it would be a kick in the balls for him, you know, but I just wonder whether or not the bigger picture is the team would be better if he was able to do that. Yeah, and the problem is this. Uh, when you're the play caller, you're not in charge of the substitutions because you have your offensive corner standing next to you. You have Dolo Gaines standing next to you, and he hears the personnel call, and he's the one who's sending guys in and out, and he's keeping a snap count. If you're the play caller, you really you know, you can't handle two things at the same time, so he can't be telling Dolo Gaines, make sure that we have Kenyon Drake in here for the entire series. Because sometimes one guy gets out there and the other guy's still on the sideline. And you end up running the entire series with Frank Gore. And I think it got way away from them as far as the snap counts. Because if this team plans on scoring any points to try to win games going forward, yeah, I appreciate Frank Gore and the historic nature of his achievement, especially yesterday passing Barry Sanders for you know all, the all-time lead in, in yards from scrimmage. He moved into, I think, fourth. But... Kenyon Drake is your best bet to score cheap points yeah. on this offense because we're not going to get it slugging it out on 15-play drives. We're going to need a lot of cheap touchdowns from him or Jakeem Grant or Kenny Stills. And, and once again, we, we're showing that Brock Osweiler has zero chemistry with Kenny Stills, yeah. which is odd because, you know, Kenny Stills is, a, you know, he's a pretty decent receiver. and He's a guy who will work with you after practice. So I don't know why that's not working out. There are issues all over. You know, the Drake Gore thing is ridiculous. The Mike Jasicki thing is ridiculous. You know, I mean, all, all the hoopla about him. Uh, and they're, they're not working him on tight end routes. They're not getting him open. It's very easy to scheme him open. You know, Patriots do it with Rob Gronkowski. I'm not saying that he's as good at But it's very simple to scheme a tight end open in the NFL. And they're, they're not doing it. Their inability to do it is astonishing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and this is a, it's it's offensive coordinator one on one. You could you could run out eleven personnel and just have Gasecki off the line. If your if your problem is that he's not getting free releases and he's getting stuck with linebackers and safeties, like he did get stuck a couple of times with Jamal Adams, but Jamal Adams is an all pro, so you can expect that. But if your problem is that you can't get him out on free releases, then stop playing him in line. If you play him in like line, playing somewhere. Or you, or you play him, or you play him out in the perimeter. He's gonna get stuck at the line. Get him in, get him in motion. It's yes. very, very simple. Line him up in the backfield. All those things. I just don't understand it. I just, you know, and sometimes they come up with some some of the most creative plays. Other times you just left scratching your head and you think, I don't know why you called that. It's very, very bizarre. It's very bizarre. I, I remember watching two weeks of practices, where I, I, I think I even said it on the podcast, where it, where I told you I never saw Mike Kosecki lined up. In line. He was always in motion in 12 personnel, and Marquise Gray was the guy that was in line. And they seemed to keep to keep wanting to keep Mike Gusecki away from, uh, you know, a press. So they wanted him always in motion so he could get a free release and he could get into his stride because he is a long strider. All of that ended for whatever reason. And I don't know why it, it should because, yeah, I understand Marquise Gray is a nice player, but Nick O'Leary – has stepped in I think admirably and he could take up that duty and you could have him in motion but yeah th this offense has a lot of problems and most of it really I have to say belongs to Adam Gase okay well Simon Simon has to go he has to get on a plane where are you headed next Simon 
back to Detroit. So I'm just leaving Boston now, back to Detroit. Tomorrow, day in Ann Arbor, going to back to Michigan tomorrow to speak to Coach Harbour and to Karan Higdon and to Chase Winovich. And Wednesday, Thursday in Hamilton, up with the Tats, seeing Jerry Glanville and June Jones and Jeff Reinbold. Friday to East Lansing, the Michigan State, Ohio State, Saturday in Green Bay, Miami on Sunday. Well, I got to give you some bad news on Green Bay, Miami on Sunday. <laughs> the Almanac said 48 degrees. That was this Sunday. It is 30 degrees next Sunday. Dude, I'm going to be in the press box. It's balmy in there. 80 <laughs> degrees. <It's> beautiful. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. have a good trip, Simon. Cheers, my man. Speak to you soon. We will. Thanks, bud. Well, as for game balls, everybody likes to say that, you know, Ken Wake was back this weekend. A lot of people like to say that he never left. I think he's just right there in the middle. So game ball to Cam Wake and another game ball to Minka Fitzpatrick for playing his highest snap count of the season and playing very, very well. Well, see you later on this week as we preview the Green Bay Packers, Miami Dolphins. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider.